the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you, who the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. My name is Spud Goodman. Yeah, like he said, Spud Goodman. And though I'm not under oath, I mean, you can still count on me, count on me like being at least 95% truthful on this particular episode. Yes, I will admit on others, I've, I've had a tough time getting up to, to even 60% on the truth meter. So I'm pretty proud of my growth in this area. With that being said, you know, don't shoot me if I utter some things that are, that are like borderline truthful. I say round up if it's one of those, you know, 50-50 deals, you know, like one of those old wives' tales that people toss out. There's always a tiny bit of truth in there somewhere, you know, if you look carefully and you're generous, all right? Okay, well, now I need to introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a sample laugh so people can assess your skill level. Oh, well, you've got it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I could have gone with a full-on belly laugh, yeah. but why go with my show-stopping stuff this early in the show, right? It's like at a fireworks show. Who wants to see the finale at the beginning of the display, hmm? The answer is yeah. no one. Okay, I can't disagree. Uh, just put, like, a bit more into the laughs incrementally oh. through the show, please, okay? I'll try, I'll try. Okay. Now I'm forced to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, uh, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, why don't you just, like, grunt now and that will suffice? I, I know a guttural sound is an unusual request, but it seems to be the most appropriate use of time. Uh, just a, a quick, you know, a very, very quick, simple grunt will do, okay? Like, ugh. Yes! Uh, well, I... <laughs> I don't grunt, Spud. Not, not well, even. Just give it a try. Not. Well, I, I just don't do it. Not even in times of stress or in uh, competition, like an intense game of croquet <laughs> in our family's backyard, or uh, say during a session with my dumbbells. Uh, even when I go big with the, like the ten pounders, it's just out of respect to those around me. I never grunt out loud during my reps. Yeah, I do sometimes silently mouth a grunt to myself though. Surprise! Surprise! Listen to this surprise! Really? Well, that'll take care yeah. of it. Uh, now that you mentioned it, just, just mouth a grunt and we can move on here. Go, go ahead. Well, I, I don't feel comfortable mouthing a grunt, but how about this? I, I will say how excited I am to be here and for our show. No, no, as no. I as, think... as the host, it's my job to be the excited one, okay? Well. You, you know, and, and I had a whole show planned before I, I got word just before we went on the air that, I'll, that I'm going to have to put that on hold and seed control for one of those rating sweep stunts, you know, those... 
Those lame shows that, that everybody does all the time. Anyway, I, I thought we were above doing this crap, but our executive producer won the argument, as usual, so we will be doing a special theme episode that will make everyone feel warm and fuzzy inside. I don't think so. I'm not supposed to, you know, give things away right now. So no. there's an outline here on how this is going to go down. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm proud to say, I had something to do with that plan. Now really? you would have had some input too, Spud, if you had shown up to our staff meeting yesterday. Shut the f- up, Donnie. You know, I had to get a pedicure, number one, and I, I had to return a bunch of DVDs to the library. Well, you, listen, Spud, I know your aunt is really looking forward to this. Am I right, Mrs. Jarvitz? Well, I have already registered my opinion on this matter, and I guess I've been overruled. My private romantic life is something that I don't feel comfortable exploiting on this radio show at all. I don't mind sharing minor elements of it with the listeners, but but not an event of this magnitude. No, 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 nonsense. Yeah, listen, you're going to be surprised how special this will be, and you can look back and listen to this later. I don't think it's going to happen. Do I have any say in this? I had everything planned out. Dorothy, you would have loved what I had in mind, but now I'm going to have to do this like a trained seal. Not very romantic, if you ask me. Oh, dear. Uh, Chance, chance, uh, okay, uh, listen, do not spoil the surprise for our listeners, Chance. Let's let's build on the suspense. I've been threatened with suspension if if I spill the beans before I'm supposed to, so why don't we just, like, bring on our musical guest now? Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe the band can just play, oh, eight or nine songs uh, until we go off the air. Good call, yo. You you guys, can you try and get with the program here? This could really help us with female listeners. God knows we can use it. Oh, brother. God may not know about this one, all right? And not all women. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Uh, stereotyping much? Uh, anyway, but here's our musical guest, who I'll be speaking with a little later on. Say hello to Bodies on the Beach.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, this is Adam Carolla, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show, but wait a minute. What? You're not listening to Spud Goodman? You wouldn't know about that. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe you'll listen because I'm on and then go back to not listening. Thank you. Hey, uh, Spud. Yes. Your first guest, Kathy Griffin, is waiting to speak with you. All right. Now, you know, I know she's been on the show a few times, and you two seem to get along well, but can I say that Kathy is a bit too controversial for my taste? What? Well, you know, she said some outrageous things about President Trump. My gosh, she is just so far out there. Hey, Bud, what's your problem? She's a freaking comedian, not a threat to national security, dude. Well, I mean, she may not be your cup of tea, but a whole lot of people dig her, so chill, okay? You know, Kathy doesn't take from anyone, including politicians. Uh, Thank God for free speech in this country, for now at least. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but, but guys, there's no need for anyone to make fun of our commander-in-chief. It's unpatriotic. No, it's it's a necessary part of democracy. If, if our leaders can't stand the humor, then they should, like, quit and go find a safe space to hang out in. Now, just put Kathy through, please. Yeah, oh, very well, but I, I hope she's learned her lesson and has changed. Yeah, here she is. Welcome back to the show. Someone who is unlike any other guest, I think that would be safe to say, please say hello to comedian and so much more, Kathy Griffin. How you doing? Hello, Spud. I missed you. I love you. We have a lot to cover. Absolutely. Well, we last spoke about a year ago when you you come out of exile, you know, and hit the road hard, and now you have a brand new movie coming out titled A Hell of a Story, and that's airing on a ton of theaters nationwide the night of July 31st, and here in Western Washington at 13 different theaters. It's an event, right? Yeah, I, I am so excited. I mean, this is really the little movie that could. I mean, everybody knows about my... I call it my fake Trump scandal photo two years ago, where I took a picture holding the, uh, a mask of Trump with ketchup on it. And then um, the sitting United States president and the Department of Justice immediately put me on a uh, 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 two federal investigations. I was on the no-fly list for two months. After that, I was interrogated by the feds under oath. And they were considering charging me, Kathy Griffin, teller of naughty jokes, yes. my life on the D-list, considering charging me with conspiracy to assassinate the president of the United States. That's a little harsh. A life sentence. Yeah. A little harsh. A little yeah. harsh. And so, you know, two years ago, it was a very different environment, obviously. It was, I mean, frankly, it was pre-Times Up, pre-Me Too, and also pre-all the crazy stuff that Trump is doing, including, you know, this week with the tariffs, et cetera. But... I, you know, being a comedian, as you know, I've always pushed the envelope. It's what I, it's what I uh, have, have built my brand on. Yep. Um, and I, I think this film is funny more than anything, but I really think it tells a story that needs to be told. Because as I said at the time, I really believe if it could happen to me, it could happen to you. So like that photo from a couple of years ago or not, nobody should, you know, worry about their kid putting it up on Twitter and then the feds, you know, putting them on the no-fly list for two months and putting them under a serious investigation. <laughs> so I'm laughing now, Spud. I wasn't laughing then. No. So I was able to do a world tour, and as I was doing the tour, 
Um, I just got some, like, really gritty footage overseas and, you know, all the crazy stuff that was sort of growing around the world about the story. Um, my favorite, and I mean, I mean I'm mean, i saying this, please take it in the spirit it's intended. My favorite is that people thought I was a member of ISIS, which I think is totally plausible because ISIS is looking for a lot of 58-year-old Irish Catholic redheads from Chicago. And, um, yeah. and uh, you know, it's talking about that whole process. And so about a third of the movie is documentary, and some of it is, as the kids say, gritty. And then the second two-thirds of the movie is a straight comedy concert, which I did tour with, although I think I talked to you this before. When I was touring, and um, I played, like, the Moore Theater in Seattle, which is gorgeous, but when I did the world tour, and I played, like, 23 countries at the end of the day, my show was up to three hours and 20 minutes. So, obviously, Whoa. we cut the stand-up part down, you know, so like I said, two-thirds of the film is a stand-up concert, and one-third at the beginning is the documentary that gets you all geared up. Right. But they, it's, you're going to laugh more than anything, and that's really what I want people to know. I mean, I'm dropping the knowledge, don't get me wrong, but you're going to laugh, and I can't believe it's being shown in over 650 theaters across the country. Yeah. Well, you know, we're aired on a few stations where Donald Trump is well-liked. What would you say to those listeners who feel he's misunderstood and kind of getting a raw deal by their, their annoying liberal friends, family members, most of the news media, Hollywood, academia, professional athletes, scientists, and pretty much most of the world? <laughs> okay, he's not loved by most of the world at all. No, so he's misunderstood, not liked. He's getting a raw deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what I think is one of the that's one of the reasons I made this a docu comedy and not just a concert film. Is you know the reaction to him overseas, and I mean, I went to Singapore, I went to Antwerp, I mean, I went to Reykjavik, Iceland, I went oh, everywhere, wow. and you know the feeling there, unless it was quite literally an authoritarian government, was. They just kept saying, like, what are you guys doing? You've been the bastion of democracy. And I would walk around, you know, I'd be like in a cafe before a show saying, like, no, no, there's this, we have this thing called the Electoral College and there's this thing called gerrymandering. So I found myself giving, like, American civics lessons around the world. And uh, I also actually did a lot of research for this film. I talked to many, many former CIA, former FBI, former Secret Service Former, I even talked to the um, former Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, and I do not mean Kirsten Nielsen, who's putting kids in cages. Yeah. So I think one of the reasons this film was able to come out now is, you know, none of that stuff had happened when, when my infamous photo came out. So I think that's one of the reasons that people are more interested in accepting of sort of the ridiculousness of how far it went. And I think this film shows people how far it went in a way that I really haven't been able to say before, because... It's real. Every moment of it is real. Every story in the stand-up part is real. Obviously, the documentary stuff is real. It was taken with a freaking iPhone. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like a really intense um, but funny episode of my life on the D-List because it's a, a real peek behind the curtain. Right. And, um, you know, ultimately, though, I really think as I have finally learned to really, truly laugh about the whole thing, ultimately, I actually think it's funnier more than anything. So I would say... You know, I mean, it's probably not if you're a hardcore Trumper, like if you if you think that, you know, Hillary Clinton was running a sex ring out of a pizza parlor basement. This is not the film for you. I'm not going to lie. But if you're an open minded person who wants to laugh, come see the movie and you might find it funny. But if, if you're if you're even in the middle or a liberal, you are going to love every word of this movie. All right. Super. Spud. What? Well, if I may interject right here, we are aired on a number of stations where they love 
Donald J. Trump. He's gotten a very raw deal by Kathy Griffin and the liberal media in Hollywood. They just don't understand. He is an inspiration to millions around this country. And yes, in, in many foreign countries too. And yeah, I think... Uh, 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 Kathy, uh, I just need a second here. You got it. On those foreign countries? You mean the non whole countries? You know, no. where, the, where their leader is the only one on the ballot at election time? I, I'm thinking Trump's approval ratings in those countries could be a bit fake. I'm, j- I'm just saying. Well, I'm just glad Kathy survived that experience, and her career seems to be back to normal. Yeah. Listen, I don't wish Kathy ill will, but this country does not need another comedian making fun of our president. You know, when you turn on late night TV, that's all you hear. What wacky thing did Trump do that day? Well, maybe you should think about not saying or doing wacky things. And then we can't talk about accepting him. You know, then we probably could maybe accept him as a normal president. Nah, probably not. But, you know, because right now he's the Twitter antichrist. Just let me get back to Kathy. Okay, I I have returned. Bud, I missed you. Well, you know, let's... Taking a look back in comedy history, there have been a few comedians who've run into a little bit of you know trouble career-wise due to controversies like Lenny Bruce, maybe Bill Hicks, George yeah. Carlin, some others, but no one is, has ever been like interrogated by the Secret Service, maybe maybe the FBI, but do you think you'll be placed in a separate room in the Comedy Hall of Fame someday? Like you have too much gravitas? I, well, let me tell you, honey, I was certainly placed in a separate room for my interrogation under oath, and you're right, no comedian in history had, and I mean, I called Jane Fonda about this. I called many, many esteemed First Amendment attorneys because I said, if I'm going to say that what I'm about to make a film about is a historic story, I want to be right. And even Fonda said, no, I didn't have, you know, during Nixon, he didn't talk about his list. I mean, Trump just comes out and tweets who he's trying to ruin. And uh, he certainly tried with me. And, you know, um, I think that they kind of saw me as an easy, no pun intended, target. You know, I don't have any big studio or big producer or big movie franchise behind me like Johnny Depp did and stuff. And so, you know, I think it was a talking point. Now we're used to, like, when Trump feels like he's in trouble and Bob Mueller had just been assigned days before the photo, they're kind of always looking for, like, a distraction. So this is kind of the story of what happens to one woman when that distraction is perpetuated and perpetuated and perpetuated. I mean, it still goes on to this day. So I I really want to point out the funny parts of it, but I also kind of like telling people, you know, I've been in stand-up, I'm 58, I've been doing stand-up for 40 years. I, oh, how I miss the days when you could make fun of a stain on Clinton's dress. I mean, I've made fun of every president. That's our job. There's also, like you said, there is a history of comedians, especially when you've been in the game as long as I have. You know, after a while, when the world is changing like nothing I've ever seen in my 58 years, you know, you want to make it funny, but you do comment on it. And comedians are one of the few groups that have a real history of making dramatic comments or poking fun at the president. I mean, the idea that we we don't even have the correspondence dinner anymore because they thought Michelle Wolf was so offensive is is, you know, unprecedented. 
And so I wanted to kind of tell the whole story. And I think it's an American story. It's a survival story. And most of all, hopefully, everybody thinks it's funny. All right. Well, I know you got so much on your plate. You got to get going. But let me say again, your new movie, A Hell of a Story, will be screened at theaters nationwide on July 31st. And at least at 13 different ones in the Seattle-Tacoma area, people just need to go check their local listings for that night. We really, really appreciate you checking back in with us. Oh, you're a doll. And you can get tickets now. You can go to kathygriffin.com, and people are already buying tickets, and it's one night, one showing. It's, it's, it's an event, as they say, a fathom event. So uh, thank you so much. I adore you, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Ms. Kathy Griffin. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. Spud could have done left me, left me in tears. Spud could have done left me for drinking my beers. He takes the spatula and puts it in the pan. And why he done that, I just don't understand. He grabs some pencil to quick relief. His indigestion is beyond belief. Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman Show! We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, uh, Spud. You, you know, it would be helpful if you followed the show outline uh, for this to have the maximum impact that has to build until the climax later. Um, I choose to have climaxes on my own time schedule well. and in private and not follow someone else's <laughs> orders, all right, uh, unless I'm paying for it. So why pause to take a pill? You, you, know, you know what I'm saying here. Let's celebrate love and romance and do things correctly, like our executive producer has laid out. Now, right now, I believe you are supposed to ask Chance what his intentions are with your aunt. Yeah, I can read, man, okay? Well, okay. So, Chance, what are your romantic intentions with my only living aunt? Uh, I sure hope you're going to do the right thing here. Uh, th th these are my words right now, regardless of what they're ordering me to say. You're going to do the right thing, right? Yeah. Make her an honest woman. No one could force me to do this. I'm madly in love with Dorothy. It's just that I had something else in mind how I was going to do it. Oh, I know, honey. Blame this on me. Without thinking it through, I agreed to do this at the last staff meeting. I should have asked you before I did it. I was on my phone playing that word wipe game when it was brought up. What are you people? On dope? I know you wanted to do this at your parents' house with your whole family around. Yeah. And, sweetie, don't get me wrong, but you have so many relatives. And with all of them crammed into the living room, it would have made me physically uncomfortable. Yeah, I get it. My mom would have invited all the neighbors, too, so oh, it would boy. have been standing room only for sure. I can make this work. No one needs to worry. I'm not backing out. Well, you better not at this point. Like, this is, as I stated, my only living aunt. You know, anyway. You know, she, I don't know, she, I don't know if she's really even told you this, but she's had a very unfortunate love life, so you better not leave her hanging on this one. I'm going to beat the holy hell out of one of you. Spud, dear, I don't need you, or anyone else for that matter, pressuring Chance. He's a grown man. 
No. And well, he, 21 years old might technically oh. be a grown man, but to me, he, he's still just a little older than my paper boy. Truth isn't truth. You know, in our family, 21 years old is well past the prime marrying age. But, you know, my wife's niece was 26 years old before she was married, wow. uh, b- before the eyes of the Lord. And uh, well although made. she wasn't shunned until her wedding day, yeah. uh, there might have been some clear signals sent that the clock was ticking for her. But, you know, nothing too pushy. Lock her up. That's right. Get that's right. You know, I don't believe anyone should get married until their 40s. And, you know, 40s. by then, people have already gone through at least, you know, like one or two bankruptcies. You know, got rid of some, you know, bad furniture choices. The, the first or second dog or cat would have passed on. And you know, for sure, the embarrassing clothes from, you know, your 20s have already been donated <laughs> out. And I mean, there, 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 there's so much. There's just a better chance for a successful marriage later, later. You know, most of the potential areas of trouble have already happened. Yes! (laughs) Spud, Spud, no one would be willing to wait until their 40s to consummate a relationship. Waiting that long, it's just not realistic. I mean, come on, men have needs, you know? Seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than four hours. Dorothy and I do not feel a piece of paper is a required endorsement to have sex. It's a normal part of life, and it'll happen when the time is right. Yeah. Dorothy, I know you don't mind me sharing this. Mm. For us, we waited until the third date. Oh, I believe it was the second date, honey. On the air, if you don't want. And well, I I need to I need to respond, and I'm not ashamed to say here on the air that you turned down my advances on our first date. I now know wanting to take it slower was the right decision. Oh no! And you know, it's one more reason why I love you so much. It just it doesn't say here on the show outline that I have to hear intimate details of your sex life. Well, you sorry, know? Spud. Hey, and be, and before I forget it, you know, hey, I was going to bring this up. You know, we aired a rerun last week because we were off and was from like a year ago and it had your old girlfriend, Chance. Uh, I, she was on. I don't know if you, you have to remember this. Her, her name was is, was Abby. Remember? I mean, she was really jealous back then. Is, is she still harassing you about your relationship with my aunt? I mean, I mean, hopefully she's not listening right now. I'm probably not, but I don't know. I would rather not comment on Abby, okay? So is, is she still bugging you at this point? Well, well oh, just, boy. just stay safe, man. All right, and sorry to put you at risk in doing this so publicly. I, I, I didn't even—I wasn't even thinking about that when I said I would do this. Uh, but let's just get it over with. Just, no, no, just, no, but 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 it's not—it's it. not the right time to do it. Well, just hey, listen, listen. Why why don't I check and see if our resident psychic Ted Marr is ready to go? And uh, give me a moment here. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I'm being told he's holding for you right now. Well, put him through, but do his plug first. Oh, oh, right. Uh, Ted Mark can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in Seattle and on the web. And here he is. Please greet our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. How you doing? Hey, Spud. It's great to talk to you today. Yeah, so what I wanted to talk to you about is something that's been following me around for some time. I haven't shared with mm-hmm. others until now, so I, I thought saying it out loud might make it worse. 
I think there's this dark cloud around you. You know, bad things keep happening. Nothing really serious, but still, it's not fun to have pretty much everything I do turn out wrong. I have diagnosed it as having a bad case of, you know, of the of it's just bad juju is what I'm saying. Can you can you help me get rid of it? Yes, I can. Actually, there is Super. something I learned about five years ago from a fellow who'd stu- studied the Egyptian um, different 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 uh, uh, helpful prayers and, and rituals from ancient Egypt. And one of the things he suggested was taking like a, a plastic tub, putting warm, warm water in it, and then taking a bar of soap. And you wash your hands in the soap and get it nice and frothy and lots, lots of soap there. And then, then, and then just rinse your hands clean after that. Rinse your hands clean. And visualize, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, rinse your, I'm writing this down. Okay, go, keep going. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then what you do is that you wash your hands and you visualize your, ba- your bad juju, bad karma, bad luck going into this into this water, water and then throwing it out and you're throwing away your bad juju it does it does work it does help people um and um that's one way another way to do it is to find an ocean um ocean? preferably salt water okay. but if you can't find salt water fresh water is fine and then walking along the beach in the in the in in the water barefoot and ask barefoot. the ocean to take away that bad juju and she will mother so. earth take it away all right, Mother Earth, take it away. All right. Well, do you know okay. personally, though, how it feels to lose at everything you do, like playing Monopoly, never finding a parking place, you know, shopping? That that always just annoys the heck out of me. Or, yeah. or, or never getting any women to swipe right on me. I must have a, a swipe left aura on my face on the pics I use. I, I'm just not, I don't know, I got to say this. I am not tired of winning like Trump. I never win. Right. It, it would be cool to win one occasionally. Can you make that happen? You're going to get so tired of winning. You're going to say, Mr. President, please, we don't want to win anymore. It's too much. <laughs> well, there, there are some things you can do. If you think that you're getting attacked by a negative entity, to, which is preventing you from having good luck, what you do every day, you, you visualize a cone of white light around you, Spud. Yes. And then you put it, then you visualize a series of mirrors facing outward to deflect any, any, any negativity. And then you ask God, the angels, to put this into effect for the next 24 hours, and that really does help. If you're if if the reason for your bad juju is because you're getting hit with negativity, right? Um, right. The, the the second thing you can do, um, there's a love potion um, that I teach people how to do. Um, I know we don't have a lot of time today, but very quickly, you take a piece of paper and you fold it into a triangle, yes. and you put six six red rose petals inside the triangle, inside, and then you light a red candle. And then put a piece of red hard candy on top of your tongue. Candy. And let it melt melt for about 20 minutes. Right. And then you ask God and the love angels, and there's love angels out there, to come in and bring you your sweetheart. And it's most important to have that on you 24-7. Like, you can can put it underneath your pillow at night, have it on on a pocket, shirt pocket next to your heart during the day. I would eat the candy, Ted. I got to be honest. It's any candy sitting right in my face, in front of my face on a pillow. I'm going to eat it in my sleep, probably. I eat in my sleep. What can I say? Uh, uh, Spud? Yeah. There are no references in the Bible to God and love angels uh, who will uh, hook you up with single women. On this point, I'm going to have to differ with Ted here. God is far too busy, bogged down with 
to be bogged down with being a, a matchmaker for sinners like you. I'm, I'm just being real, real with you right now. Well, it would be nice if, if God put in a good word for me, you know, I don't with think, a certain I don't woman so. uh, who might be on the fence about going out with me right now. Uh, but I guess that's just too much to ask. Mm. Uh, just let me get back to Ted. All right, I've returned. Oh, sure. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Do you, do you think losing at everything is like an energy source? This is what I wanted to know. Like some people are either born with it or, or catch it like the flu at some time right. in their life? Right, right. Well, when you have those kinds of days, um, one of the best things you can do, sometimes where you're at, the city where you're at, it might have bad juju in the city itself. So you need to get away from that particular place. Like or you move? might be in a house. Oh. Um, sorry, what? What's like that? move? Sorry? Like just uh, that could be expensive, but okay, all right. Yeah, you could, or, or no, I'm taking like a short vacation somewhere. Oh, okay. Just a short vacation. Oh, all right. Um, a, a weekend off somewhere to a pretty place. Usually nature's real good. Um, also, what what helps you too with your energy is to take your take your shoes off and walk barefoot, like in a in a park barefoot. or uh, a forest or along the, the beach or in beach. the water. And Mother Earth Gaia, they actually scientists have found. They've tested the auras of people who tested, like walk on the beach or walk in a forest barefoot. Their auras really improved, and the people usually feel much better after they've been in contact with with Mother Earth like that. Well, so that that can help. Let me ask you on the flip side, though. Do you think some people are destined to win at whatever they do, like Tom Brady or, or that guy on Jeopardy? I mean, could you expose me to that winning virus? Because I've taken a ton of antibiotics over the years, so I may be tough to infect. Oh God. Well, you know, but. Um, this may require some more work. Um, All right. Yeah, uh, I know we're running what? out of time here, so I, I know, I know. Maybe <laughs> we could reschedule an appointment or something. So, you know, because I, hey, I, sure. I, if, I'm, if I'm never able to shake this bad juju in this life here on earth, do you think maybe I could get a do-over in my next life where, wherever that may be? Hopefully in a heaven-like place and not like that other really hot and horrible place down below. But, you know, that's another topic. Yeah. I, I know you got to go. So I just want to thank you so much for what you do for the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> right. I, I'll tell you what. Let me let me talk to the higher authorities about your case, and I'll I'll make an argument for you to get you some good juju if I can, and I'll see what I can do. Okay, I'll just talk to the higher higher um, the, 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 the 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 spirits up above the higher authorities. Well, up thank there. you I'll, so I'll, very I'll, much. I'll do what I can. Yeah. All right. No there no you worries. have it. Yeah. Our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Thanks so much, bud. Spud goodness to a new low. Spud good to a new low. Spud right, 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 all right, it's musical guest interview time. Say hello to our musical guest, Bodies on the Beach. Gentlemen, please identify yourselves and the instrument you are playing. My name is Navid, and I'm holding the guitar. And uh, I'll introduce Evan because I'm holding his mic. This is Evan with the bass. Yeah. Super. All right. So an obvious question, are you guys uh, big beach people? I and mean, like what level of sunscreen do you use usually when you hit it? Um, I'm the biggest beach person, I, and I wear, yeah. I wear no sunscreen ever. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I live life dangerously. Are you a beach guy too? I'm hoping that uh, skin cancer gives me some cool designs on my skin to save money on tattoos at some point. So no, I don't wear sunscreen either. 
Yeah, and I just don't go outside. So, you know. Well, all right, all right, super. Well, though all of you are veteran musicians, uh, this band's been around really not that long. So what? discuss what gave birth to the project. So uh, this is Navid talking, by the way. I don't know if they could. Uh, the listeners don't know our voices yet, so it's it's difficult. Your mom might. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If my mom's the hey mom. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was writing some tunes in my bedroom uh, on the electric guitar, and I started recording them, and uh, I found out pretty quickly, you know, that I can't can't play the drums very well, uh, but I did want to see some of these tunes come to life a little more, and so. Um, I, I've worked with Evan previously, uh, and I knew Andrew from around, and I'd seen him play drums. Uh, so I asked them if they might want to do a thing. No pressure. Uh, yeah, and we got together, and we started uh, pounding it out, and this is the shape that it ended up in. All right, super. Well, on a related note, what's the band's official position on the theory of relativity? A scientific proven fact or possibly fake news? What do you think? By the time we're calling anything a theory uh, in this in the science community, not that I'm in the science community, but by the time anyone in the science community is calling it a theory, it's pretty much fact. So you know, I'm in no position to to, uh, to dispute that really. I don't know. Albert Einstein might have maybe been influenced by radical liberal activists and just made it up. I mean, it's a theory. I mean, just a th- yeah, yeah, it's it's probably it's okay. okay it's I don't actually believe that Albert Einstein existed. Okay, well, that's the one step too The theory of Einstein is, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, hey, let me ask you this. Uh, What would be the one band uh, you guys would kill to open up for on a world tour? Wow. Who do we have to kill? (laughs) You don't have to really. It's just like a saying, you know. I don't really. Don't take it literally. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, You know, I'm a a big Dr. Dog fan. Uh, I don't know. Dog the Bounty Hunter? Who? Doctor, I'm a Beach House fan too. Doctor oh, Dog or Beach House would be okay. a fun tour. You got a? Evan, you got one? House. Wolf Mother. Ooh, uh, I've heard I of Wolf Mother. Okay. Poison. Uh, Close enough. Yeah. I mean, I'd t- I'd take the gig. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to Poison. All right. Well, uh, that's off the record. Um, so, what's the name of the next song, and what the heck is it about? Uh, it's a song called Ghost, and. Um, I was having this reoccurring dream, uh, which I do. I have, I have like, fairly realistic, fairly troubling dreams, like multiple nights of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was having. Should I take this, notes here? Uh, if if you want, I mean, yeah. if you think you can help, I guess. Uh, but I was having this dream for a couple of weeks that I was talking to my own ghost, um, and he was pretty clearly upset about the fact that, uh, as a ghost, he was having trouble understanding what his place was in the world and. Uh, pretty upset about the fact that he couldn't feel real, no matter how much he wanted to. And wow. I woke up uh, pretty sad for my own ghost. I don't, I didn't really know how to process that, so I, I wrote this tune. I got to hook it. you up with our resident psychic Ted Mark because he's really heavily into ghosts. So after the show, all right? Okay. All right. Okay. Let's let's do Let's this do song. All right. Sleeping all right. 
Goodman Radio Show. Hey, what's up, comedy fans? This is Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster. For some unknown reason, you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. What the f- is wrong with you people? Hey, uh, uh, 
Spud. Yes. But we have a caller on the line, and I I think it's Chance's ex girlfriend Abby, and evidently really? evidently our intern Chance over there has chosen to ignore her. But Trevor on the board is saying uh, that we should take the call. I'll let you decide, Spud. Take it or Trevor. Pass. Thumbs up or down? Up. Oh, okay. Well, let's. Okay. Um, hey, if, if Chance is trying to freeze her out also, you want to think about this, it, it could be really good for the show. I think Trevor's on the money on this yeah, one. So, yeah, uh, just, just Just put put her through, all right? Uh, Abby, you there? Can I speak with Chance? Chance, I know you're there in the studio. Well, you can't uh, hide uh, from me forever. Uh, you don't return my calls, my texts. I thought for sure when I sent you that box of snickerdoodles my mom made, you would at least say thanks or something. I even dropped them off at the front porch of your parents' house. You um, still is, live there, is right? She on like Adderall right now? What? Well, thanks for putting the call through, but Abby, can we make me have this conversation later? Why don't you email me? I'm kind of working here. Working? Really? If someone sent me a box of, of cookies, I would at least thank them. I mean... Uh, especially if they were chocolate chip uh, without nuts. I mean, nothing against snickerdoodles, but truthfully, they are not a top-shelf cookie. Yes! Oh, you, you know what? I would highly disagree with that assessment, Spud. My wife's snickerdoodles are amazing. Goodness gracious. When I smell them in the oven baking, I, I gotta say, it has a powerful effect on me. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Well, I'm not talking about smell, okay? Chocolate chip cookies taste way better, I dude. I like snickerdoodles. Well, I disagree. Um, can I get a word in here? So, uh, Chance, from what I hear on this show, you're planning to get married. Is that right? To a woman who is old enough to be your grandmother? Is that a joke or what? Yes, I do plan to marry Dorothy. We're in love and age is not a factor as I finally found my soulmate. Well, you told me in the seventh grade I was your soulmate. So how many soulmates do you have in your life right now? Because you are the only soulmate in my life. Um, well, you know, it kind of sounds to me like Chance has multiple soulmates in his life. Seriously. Spud, please do not try and stir up trouble here. Well, Abby, Abby, this is Dorothy. And I can understand why you might be upset to hear of our wedding plans. Really, I had thought Chance had, had given you some information about this. I'm sorry that you... Look, lady, how long have you been going out with Chance? What? We've been dating since junior high, and he gave me a promise ring in our junior year. That pretty much seals our relationship as real and committed. Are you wearing a ring he gave you right now? Um, no, not at this time. Uh, hey, hey, Abby, do, do you feel that Chance is... Maybe a bigamist by proposing to my aunt right now. I mean, I mean, then you, you know, because you still have your promise ring. I, I think there are laws on the book about that. Oh no! I was never married to Abby. We just went steady, and then we broke up. I'm not a bigamist. Yeah, you know, Chance, I'm not a lawyer, but you can't just go through life making commitments to random women. It, it may not be a felony, but it's not the correct thing to do. Right? I feel totally violated here. The trust and bond that we built up over the years is now what? Over? And we never officially broke up. I've been waiting for you to come to your senses and drop this relationship with that lady. My mom says you have a Harold and Maude thing going on. Yes, that, that's what I said when they first started dating. I gotta admit the truth. It turned me on. Abby, please don't disrespect my marriage plans with Dorothy. I'm sorry, 
but we're in love and you really need to move on with your life. I heard you're dating Scott Landerman. He's a nice guy. Uh, Scott and I are not dating. God, where did you hear that? I heard it from Scott. He said things were pretty serious. We went to a couple movies and to a Jonas Brothers concert. We're friends, okay? Can we please at least get together and discuss this face-to-face? -face? How about later tonight? That's not gonna happen, Abby. You need to hang up. Can someone please terminate this call? I, I think it would be short-sighted to hang up now. You know, just when this thing's getting interesting. It's time to shut it down, turn the tables, and lock her up. Uh, yeah, I'll handle this, Chance. Uh, Trevor, please cut this call off. We, we've heard enough. Wait, wait, Chance, text me. I will be at my apartment, I promise. Tonight we can... Uh, wow, that was kind of rude, but whatever. Anyway, all right. <sighs> okay, I, I guess we have to do this now. We're running out of time here, so... Chance, uh, are you ready? Uh, you know, ha have you recovered from that call from your prior fiancé? She was never my fiance, and yes, well, whatever. I'm ready to proceed, even though I had to undergo the verbal assaults from that last call. And it was a really cheap shot to do that on the air. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe it was, my bad. But, but anyway, Aunt Dorothy, are, are you ready? I am. <clears throat> yeah, and I am ready too, but no one asked you. So, so who goes first? Uh, me, I guess. Now... I know I was given this printed out script on what to say in proposing to Dorothy, but it's so lame I don't know if I can say these words out loud. Come on, you can do it! Yo, Chance, for the sake of the show, can you just do it for the team? A lot of research has gone into this. You know, there's there's a recipe for what the public wants to see and hear when it comes to romance and a formal marriage proposal. Uh, you, you have to give the people what they want. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I proposed to my last wife via email, and uh, let me no, tell you, no, it no, didn't no. work out real well in the yeah. long run, so just don't look to me for any advice on this. Honey, just say what's in your heart. Forget about what someone else wants you to say. Well, how about I do both? Here's what they wanted to me to say. Dorothy Mae Jarvitz, you're the love of my life. I begin and end each day with you in my heart. I cannot envision a life without you, nor would I want to live in a world that does not have you at my side. And yeah. here's what I wrote. Hope it's I would better. be so blessed to have you say yes to the prospect of being Mrs. Chance Morrison. It would make me very happy. So, will you marry me? You complete me. Here's a temporary engagement really ring. Wasn't much better. I, I found it in my mom's jewelry box. I think there's a little diamond or something in it, and she never wears it, so we can keep it until I buy a real one. What chance? It's beautiful. And yes, yes, of course, I'll marry you, babe. All right. That was so beautiful. I, I, I think I may shed a tear here. I seri Seriously, I feel a tear coming on. Yeah, I, I, I guess it was do, nice, But you see, but I feel no, a tear. Uh, yeah, whatever. It was just a little too sappy, you know, but but, but if you're up for this, Aunt Dorothy, you know, uh, I, I promise I won't be that person who stands up and says he objects at your wedding. Stop being weak! Oh, well, I was worried about that. Thank you. So, now can I say what I wanted to for the proposal? Yeah, I mean, you wanted, you wanted to say something else in addition to what you already did? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. 
Dorothy, we seem to get along really well. We like the same video games, and we pretty much like the same comic books. I know you can't stand the Incredible Hulk, but everything else we see eye to eye on. And we both love to eat Red Vine's licorice. That means a lot, so why don't we just get married? And it only makes common sense. Of course I will marry you, Chance. You are the man of my dreams. Jesus, how many times are you done with all the... Jesus, man. Too much romance, okay? Jeez, you've exceeded my tolerance level. Hey, uh, you know, your alternative proposal was nice, Chance. Uh, you know what? Not as moving as your formal one that we provided you, but, but still, fairly romantic. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. So when's the wedding? Because I, I need advance notice in case I have plans, you know? Like, oh, TV shows are not a problem with my DVR, and Netflix gives me flexibility too, but just try not to have it on the same day that my favorite teams are playing in, like, football, basketball, you know, baseball, soccer, and doing. I'm not real fond of hockey right now. I'm, I'm starting to get into it. Uh, so can I just check my team's upcoming schedule for the next year and, and let you know what day would work best for me? Well, it will be in a year or so, but we're not going to schedule our wedding day contingent on your TV viewing habits. Yeah. It is our special day, and it won't kill you to miss a game, Spud. Just DVR it and watch it later. I, that's uh, frankly offensive. People always sabotage that plan as they blab about the score. You know, whenever I try that, it's impossible these days to stay on blackout as no one has any respect for those of us, you know, who choose not to watch every game live. I just can't take the risk. Oh, yeah, boy. But on this sacred day, I would hope you'd make an exception for your only living aunt's wedding. If you'd rather watch, like, a Pittsburgh Pirates game than attend our wedding, it's okay. It's one last place setting at the reception. It'll save a little bit of money. Okay, fine, okay, I'll be there. You know, But everyone will need to be notified that I am on blackout with all games that day. Deal or no deal. So, so uh, where are you guys going on the honeymoon? Oh, oh, you know, my wife and I found Salt Lake City to be a wonderful location for a romantic honeymoon. It has everything a couple uh, could really? want. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, it's uh, nice. I, I would suggest just elope to Reno, you know, and party there until you run out of money. It, it could be, you know, a little romantic, depending on how well you do on the slots. You know, on we the are not going to elope to Reno. We haven't made a final decision as to where we will honeymoon. Um, Chance would prefer somewhere that would have a decent skateboard park and, of course, a wide selection of comic book stores. Uh, but I am totally flexible on any areas of interest that you may have, too, Dorothy. Thank you, dear. A good marriage is all about compromise. Get him out of here! Yeah, yeah. That's right what, away. I don't know. That's what messed up my marriage, that, that uh, you know, word. I have to say, this episode has been the most emotionally rewarding experience I've had serving as temporary co-host. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. Yeah, I, I can't wait until I see how well we did in the ratings with this. It's going to be good. I, I wouldn't get your hopes up on that one. All right, now I need to wrap this thing up. All right, uh, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Uh, Chance, you can kiss your fiancé. No, that, that's at the wedding, not when someone proposes. Spare oh, me the, the right. sight of him tonguing my aunt, okay? Jesus. All right, once again, here are Bodies on the Beach.
Copyright 2019, Spud Goodman Productions.